Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well this fine day. I'm Stewie and this is another episode of The Spiel with Stewie. And today I'm going to be analyzing the pros and cons of women and their relationship with other women in their lives. So this is going to kind of be a mix of like my personal experience and also things I've observed with um, just the people I've met in my life. And I know that, you know, like not everyone has these relationships in their lives or like not everyone has positive relationships with the other woman in their life and that's okay you know I'm not really trying to make it seem like everything is a complete package I'm just saying that you know some of these things are relatable in certain uh, relationships it's just an, an analytical and analysis me thinking and sharing so let's get it so I'll start with um, the most common person or other woman in our lives, um, and that's our mom. You know, our mom or what we had is like our maternal figure. And, you know, as we try to be, um, you know, as we try to be our own individuals growing up and everything like that, you know, we get older and then we're realizing like, oh my God, I'm, I sound like my mom, you know, like I'm picking up my mom's traits and picking up my mom's habits, you know, whether or not it's good or bad, you know. It's simply because her mom is, like, one of the most influential um, people in our lives. And, you know, in general, like, you know, your mom is the one who takes care of you, you know, guides us, disciplines us, you know, whether we like it or not, you know. Some, you know, some instances their mom might tell us about puberty, relationships with men, you know, our friends and our other um, just daily decisions we have to go through in life growing up and even as you um, get older. And for me, I know, like, my mom this has constantly listened to me rant about my day you know my little adventures everything like that like since I was little I still do it now like she knows my friends she knows my family she knows the tea about my classmates and my teachers you know she's the one that I consult to when I have a different problem or something I'm considering right now and I didn't um I never realized it until recently when um, there's a situation my mom had brought this up and she was kind of like hey you know we grew up together my mom and I grew up together and you know as she's getting you know slightly older I am too and it's crazy like and I think it's interesting because it's like my mom like I said has always listened to me about you know thinking about different things going on in the world or with myself so she knows um how I feel about things and what I have to say but you know even as like time goes on you know life in general emphasizes that there are differences between us and you know some things can be really major the differences between like you and your mom and me and my mom or like you know how we might interpret the bible or other religious uh topics or you know simply we have a different preference in ice cream and you know as we get into adulthood we grow both of us especially me getting older and then my mom getting older too when she still raised my brother and sister like we have our similarities and differences you know and as we as individuals as women young women and ladies growing older whether or not I feel like despite your age you know just as you continue on living like we see how our mom raised us you know how she worked how she interacted with interacted with others and we take notes, you know, mental notes. And in a sense, we're kind of, we determine, like, how would we change, you know, if I was in the same position? Like, if I was a mom in the future, would I check on my mom or check on my children? Because maybe I felt like growing up, my mom didn't check on me enough, you know. Should I go to school, college right after high school? Because, you know, right now my mom's in school right now. Um, should I get married around the same time? You know, should I try, should I listen when my mom might be telling me about relationship advice because maybe your mother had a divorce or two and things like that. 
so the just in general the consensus is like whether your mom was loving or caring or you know she was off putting and rude she is still one of the most influential people in our lives you know we watch we learn we grow from her you know we have to put in effort as we become our own person and accountable for ourselves to make good decisions like the ones our mom made and avoid the bad decisions and honestly it is kind of hard because you know sometimes our mom even you know however old you are our mom can be hard and difficult you know and she won't let us do what we want especially when you're in your like teenage and young adult years and things like that and I think just like being her child her daughter you have to step back for a moment and kind of think okay why is she saying this like maybe she won't tell me my why but like if my mom doesn't like me going out late at night did something happen when she was younger that makes her paranoid or distressed you know you look on the media and you look at the news and all these things are happening to other women it's like okay there has to be some reason either she tells me or not you know and the thing is like you know because there's really just a reason everything whether we see it and we want to admit it or just subconsciously I feel like there's always a reason to the things we do in our life so um I think it's, it's important you know our moms aren't perfect you know some of us who aren't really that connected with our biological mothers you know we end up connecting to a maternal figure you know we connect with you know if you're in school you might connect with your teacher you know your boss a mentor any type of older woman in your life that you kind of feel has the best interests and will guide you and tell you right from wrong even if you don't want to hear what the things you might be doing aren't going to be beneficial to you in the future you know we seek these things out and you know I feel like this is something we always do even you know if we're even when we're older like you might be 30 and you're like well I'm good you don't really care how my relationship is with my mom because I'm doing my own thing but it's like you know you don't know what it's like as you get older as you go throughout your life so there's always this searching for guidance guide guide not guidance guidance that's the word excuse me so yeah like our moms aren't perfect and I feel like even as we get older there will always be a part of us that kind of regrets or hurts by some of the things that we did or they did and I feel like that's just gonna that's just any relationship like whether your relationship is strong with your mom or if it's really weak there's always some part of you that's like dang I wish my mom did this I wish my mom did that for me but and even now like I'm still kind of reconfiguring um my relationship with my mom like we're both getting older and sometimes it feels like you know we're on different paths like as you get older and as you become and you start adulting and doing your own thing and it's like we're so close obviously but it's like you know we're still different we're starting to have our differences we're doing different things and you're starting to see that like what do we do and it's kind of weird like what do you do as a growing young adult um, woman when you start realizing that you and your mom are kind of your own different people and you know as we become our own person we see like that someone has impacted us I think what we can do is just simply appreciate the small things or anything your mom has done you know whether like I said if you have a bad relationship with your mom just try to think of something positive and also just like talk to them every now and then because like I said not everyone has a great relationship with their mom but some moms are just like just straight up toxic and exhausting but in the same way that we depended on them when we were little there is going to come a time when you need to take care of your mother you know you're going to take care of your parents and I feel like it's just right to be there for them 
you know, and I'm not saying, you know, call your mom every day or have this great one hour conversation, be like, pick up the phone. Oh, hey, mom. Oh, I'm good. You good. Okay, great. Because you don't might not know what's going on, especially if you don't check and if you don't talk to your mom for years and then the next thing you hear, she, you know, God forbid, has some type of illness then that kind of just puts things in perspective. So call your mom um, if you're close with her. If you're not close with her, make a, converse, a quick conversation and go about your day. And it's going to be hard. I'm not saying this is like the easiest thing to do, but if you put in the effort, at least you can say, you know, you tried and you did what you had to do. Continuing on, continuing on, um, on another level, um, our grandmas, our grandmothers can like really be a force of nature. Like, similar to how your mom is but she's either really calm and much more chill than your mother or just straight up chaotic and like you might you have one uh biological mom but you have multiple grandmas from your parents and you know maybe if you're really close with your step parents and things like that and like my mo- like most of my family's alive like my family's huge so like I know both my uh, parents moms and they're different and they're their own person and they're quite unique to me so my Gigi is my mother's mom um, and she's, I feel like she's been through a lot, honestly, maybe if whether or not she wants to admit it. Like she grew up in Texas during the 60s and 70s. She's the oldest um, child, like my mom and I, you know, she served 20 years in the Navy. She was a chief of communications, I believe that's what it was. She's, um, this year, she's been a four-year uh, survivor of breast cancer. And just in general, it seems like she takes everything lightly you know how things affect her and I notice like all the women in my family just I feel like on both sides are like strong-willed and stubborn in just one component of their life or another I am no exception to that so like for example like when my Gigi had breast cancer I kind of like didn't really know what she thought about it because you know she just stayed positive and I feel like the really the real only change in her day to day that I've really just noticed is that she was tired um when she was going through radiation I don't remember um how many months she had to go through radiation but it was just seeing her and she'd just go and she'd be tired and like sometimes I felt bad because I'm like dang am I really here for her and I know she wouldn't try to like let it bother her or let her bother me and it wasn't until like a couple years ago I think I was like reading one of her journals and, you know, she, it was just, it was during a time when she was going through radiation and surgery and um, stuff like that. And she was just, you know, she was relying on her faith and her family to stay strong. And honestly, I felt like that was kind of crazy to me because it was like, you know, I had to go, I go to her when my mom's bothering me. You know, I tell her different things that time. But so just like the idea of her relying on, you know, me and my family was just weird. Like, my Gigi doesn't like she didn't cry at the time I don't think or maybe I didn't see her you know she was but like I think I've only seen her cry a couple times and like once it was the um one more recent time was the summer before a freshman year of college because I'm out of state and she was just like she was just I don't know I want to say upset but she was just sad because at the time I was just I was working so much I was just like trying to juggle hanging out with my friends and family and she felt like I wasn't really giving her that much attention. And, like, while this was happening, I knew she cared. But I myself did not understand how much it bothered her. And I feel like that might be an issue just in general. Like, the side effects of 
sometimes being so strong-willed that we don't show our emotions well like we should you know and my Gigi's important like she supported me cooking you know she's always at my corner and um shifting gears a little bit like my dad's mom my grandma I call my mom's mom Gigi my dad's mom is grandma and my grandma's similar she's supportive but she's also different um my my grandma is 20 years older than my Gigi she's from Jamaica and um she's one of seven kids and back home in Jamaica, you know, she was a seamstress. She moved to the United States, and my grandpa wanted to come here. And, you know, she was she went with my dad. Then he, um, years later, while my dad was growing up, um, my grandparents divorced even before I was born, you know. So, like, for me, I always tried to really understand my grandma because we just have, like, different lives, obviously, and perspectives on things because she's on in a sense like more traditional than me and more traditional than like my mom's side of the family and obviously you know could be because of her age and her um the way she was raised because like like I had mentioned um in a previous episode my this is this is the grandma who like asked me about boys and makeup and clothing and things like that when I was growing up and like I just really didn't understand like why she had to keep asking me this you know and why she wouldn't just simply accept that I had different interests in life you know like we would talk about it and I'm just like oh my gosh you're not listening to me why are we doing this I don't care no I do not I appreciate that you want to make me a dress but I don't wear dresses so I don't want to waste your time and it'd just be things like that and it's like oh my gosh grandma please stop stop but it was just like you know I had to realize like I had to step back and just kind of like realize that the things for my grandma are just different for her you know um my grandma loves fashion she likes romance movies you know she likes traditionally feminine things you know like her sister and the, um my cousins those things make her happy so you know I feel like in a sense she just wanted to know that I'm happy that I'm okay um just more recently when I was just thinking about the things just women in general go through in life I feel like you know I just did I realized I don't give my grandma enough credit for all the things she's gone through in her life you know at around 77 I think she is like she's gone you know how was her life growing up I'm not really sure you know she was raising five boys you know my dad and my brother and his brothers um and like she just she's just in general like she's stubborn like she just seems to make light of everything you know in a similar way that like my GD is my GD does like my grandma you know her sister passed away a couple years ago and I'm pretty sure like I know it bothers her but she just she just kept on moving with life not in a sense of forgetting her little sister but just continuing to just carry on forward and do what she has to do um and like I, I like I said I just I'm trying to connect with her more because she loves me and I understand that I love her too and like I don't call her enough like I should and it's hard because sometimes like I said it's hard for us just to find a common ground like our differences can be difficult the way she you know tries to check on me and somewhat force things upon me but you know that's still my grandma you know she's still guiding me she still embraces me you know she knows who I am as my own person even if we don't always like understand each other I just know in general like she does want the best for me you know she guides me with her own wisdom just as you know a grandma does 
and you know, just grandmas in general like can be hard to deal with especially like I said you know if you have a different mindset between you know how the both of you were raised and your the generations you come from but it can be fun you know because like you know your grandparents and your grandma you know raised your parents so then you might realize like some of the bad things your parents did and went through and they might not want to admit so then you know your grandma might be like hey it's okay you know your dad or your mom did this and this when they were your age so don't be so hard on yourself and all grandmas are different but um they're like just like what anyone I believe in your life they um they're there for a purpose one way or another aunties I have this kind of like weird perspective when it comes to um aunts and aunties and things like that um so my dad has a half sister but I haven't talked to her in a few um years and my mom has two little siblings two um younger sisters however the thing was um when I was born um they were like six and ten so like for the most part I really didn't have like this authoritative authoritative figure you know who was like my aunt like of course I still like respect my mom's sisters and things like that but like it was just different like sometimes they'll be like they'll call me like their baby sister and things like that so um I think just in general, like, though, despite the the age of your aunts, though, I feel like there is some type of, like, big sister in them, and that's kind of, like, the vibe you get from them, because, you know, they have the inside scoop of your parents growing up, like, the same way that your grandma does, like, they know the stuff that your mom was doing, your dad was doing, like... And I think it also, like, provides some relief, especially if you just make a mistake or you want to do things differently than what your parents are saying. Like, my mom's sisters looked out for me in their own way when I was growing up and were closer to age. Um, and I tend to, like, intend- they understand, like, when my mom is kind of troubling me and things like that, even though I feel like it's kind of weird being an aunt because it's like, your niece is kind of like complaining about your mom about their mom and that's how they're saying it's like a child parent role but you are the aunt and that's like your little your bigger little sister so it's like oh yeah this is kind of interesting situation to be in but if you don't sell love like my aunts sometimes they poke fun at my mom because you know they know her quirks better than me and at the same time I even think about like my grandma's sisters because um they're around the same age as my grandma you know they have those similar like old school Jamaican beliefs but you know they get um they tend to get my grandma off my back too sometimes like my grandma's a twin and um her little sister's a little strict more strict on me but she'll still care and things like that and then um another one of my grandma's sisters um my aunt Venice she was the youngest but she had always been um really supportive of me when I was growing up like I remember I was I was like around nine and then I would like bam because I just I wanted to like some space I would be like hey Aunt Venice let me sit outside with you let me chill and like the thing is when she was sitting outside like she was smoking like she was taking her own little break but she would let me sit outside with her and we would both be away from all like the family commotion and relax and it was just a chill time, like, we'd usually talk at night, and the smoke would keep the mosquitoes away, and, like, we just talked about different things, you know, she always supported me wanting to be a chef and going to the culinary field, you know, she would give me tips in the kitchen, she was also one of the people that, um, got me in the kitchen when I was younger, and in a sense, she was kind of, like, 
a bit of a wildfire, I guess, out of the seven um, siblings, probably because, I mean, she is the youngest. And, you know, I feel like even though I was a child and this was me when I was younger growing up, she always, like, believed in me. Like, she always understood me. Like, when my grandma was a little too pushy about boys, my Vanessa would talk to me and she would be like, you know what, if you want to, like, not be a housewife or not get married, like, live your life, do what you want to do, you know, she'd take a drag from her cigarette and then, you know, she would just talk, like, kind of tell me, like, hey, you know, your grandma is very supportive of her granddaughters and, you know, she just wants you to not make the same mistake as, mistakes as her. And then, you know, she tell me to make sure I go to school and do what I need to do to be happy for myself. And um, she was the one who passed away. She was the um, sibling that I had mentioned earlier that my grandma had lost. And honestly, I don't I don't think I'll get over it. Honestly, it, it still hurts. Like, I'm surprised I was able to kind of keep my voice steady talking about her just now. But, you know... I, I mean, I looked at her and she was like, she, she's strong and she's so influential with her own daughter and then with her, and I know that, um, my cousin will still bring up, bring up, bring her up when she talks to her son and like, it was just, it's just great that cause like my aunt Venice, the main thing I'm trying to get is, excuse me, got a little emotional, but my, um, my relationship with my aunt Venice, you know, kind of just shows in a sense that like that combination of being an aunt, like where you have, you're like a, an older sister, but you're like a mom, but it's like somewhat of the right combination because they're guiding you and they're supporting you. And it's just different than how your, um, mom is and your grandma is and things like that. But to bring it up a bit, to turn up the mood, um, great-grandmas are lit. Like, I got two of my great-grandmas on my mom's side and one on my dad's side. And it's even crazier, like I said, like, with grandmas, it's like, wow, these are the ones who, like, raised my parents. With your great-grandmas, this is the one who raised your grandma. So it's like, you start seeing the trickle-down effect. You're like, okay, so here are the generational issues I notice. You know, the good things and the bad things. Like, your great-grandma is, like, mom cubed or something like that. Like, they're different, obviously. They come from a different time. Um, my dad's grandma, my great-grandma, my mom, Phyllis, she's 100. She still goes out. She plays cards. She loves to dance. Um, <laughs> different than other old people, but she is literally, she is the matriarch of this family, of my dad's family. She is the one who had the seven kids. All everyone is pretty much related to her, as far as I know. Like, I meet somebody, and it's like, oh, who are you? And it's like, yeah, 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 I'm connected to... And it just all goes back up to Mom Phyllis, you know? And growing up, she was kind of the one the great-grandma I saw more often. Because at the time, my grandma was taking care of her full-time. But yeah, she, you know, she still goes out. She likes to go out and dance. She plays bingo at the senior center, you know? If you've met Mom Phyllis more than once... You remember her. You're not going to forget her. And um, with my other two great-grandmas, my mom, my mom and my uh, gram-gram, I don't know much about their childhood, but I do hear the stories from my grandparents about how they they were uh, raised them. They did seem to mellow out a bit in their um, elder years, but it is apparent now. But even, even if you're not as close, if you have are blessed to have your great-grandmas in your life, like you see how just life affects you and how life works in a different way you know 
even if they get sick or you know they start slowing down there's just so much to learn and experience from knowing them and talking to them so um as i've mentioned i am the oldest of three and i have a little brother and sister and right now my little sister is happy because i'm talking about her and my little brother's jealous because he's gonna be like you're not talking about me why does jaslyn have a whole segment but we'll worry about him later so um growing up i wanted like a little sister like i remember i was five in kindergarten and my parents were like hey do you want a little sibling and I was like if I'm gonna have a little sibling it has to be a girl or I'm just gonna be an only child and yeah I got my brother um I was very upset like I remember crying in the parking lot when my mom picked me up from my CMA the YMCA like of course I was five so I didn't really understand like how the whole genetics and chromosome thing worked but I was distraught but, you know, I got my little brother. We're cool. And now I have a little sister. Or I started, had a, um, my little sister was born when I was eight. And that kind of sucked, though, because, like, her and my little brother are close. Like, they're so close. Like, they're two years apart. They, you know, they go to the same school. Or they did. My brother's in middle school now. But they're going to go to the same school next year. You know, they know the same people. They know the same teachers. Like, I never went to school with my little siblings because of our age differences. But I realized um, now that I'm in college and, you know, starting to move in a different direction, I guess I would say away from just, you know, always being at home with my family, I was like, okay, look, I am the older sister and I need to connect with my little sister, my, you know, Jaslyn. And that was like one of my really big goals before I moved away in my freshman year. And it's, it's hard. Um, like I said, my little brother and sister, they're able to talk about the same things, same teachers. They gossip. They're like old people, always talking mess. But like for me, I had no idea who, what was going on. So I was like, okay, look, you need to connect with your sister. You got to find something she likes. You know, she likes princesses and all that. When we were younger, she was really into My Little Pony. And I was like, okay, cool. I like that. But she doesn't like that or she doesn't she's not really into that that's not her favorite thing right now so I'm like oh my god what am I gonna do um and then like the thing like she's not into Marvel like I am it's like come on let's watch a movie she's like eh. so I just had to figure out things she enjoyed and you know she liked um like the Netflix drama shows and Jesse and I'm like Jesse is not as good as the old school Disney and I was like oh my god like what am I gonna do just like with Gigi, I was just, I was really tired before I left, but I had, I'm like, okay, look, I need to connect with her, because this is still my sister, I still love her, and this is important, you know, I'm the big sister, she's watching me, so I gotta do what I gotta do, but I also need to know her as she's getting older, obviously, and we both like to read, um, Jaslyn goes to the library and gets a pile of books in her recyclable or reusable bag, and, you know, she would tell me and my mom about some of the books she was reading. And then she would sometimes read a few books that I did when I was little. And I was like, we have this large age gap, so I'm just trying. I really am. And it's not, and I don't want to wait till she's older to be like, oh, okay, let me try to be like the big sister in your life. Like, no, I'm going to do this now. Like, you watch your older, oh, I imagine, because I don't know. But you watch your older siblings growing up. You pay attention to the things, like... You are, in a sense, a role model, and it's. I just understand that, you know, you have to be a big, 
just being a big sister and I feel like I better understand that role by watching my um friends and family so one of my close friends she um she always she always always looking out for her little sister it's just the two of them um she takes her to school sometimes piano lessons buy her food she knows all her middle school drama and like I could understand the relationship more and how and what it's like because their age gap is similar to me and my brother but me and Jasmine have two years um or not two years we're eight years apart so it's like oh gosh and I feel like I mean, and I try to compare it to like my mom too because my mom has this larger age gap with um her her sisters too like my um my oldest aunt from my mom she would take my the younger one to college uh before she got her license and you know they're four years apart so I feel like I was just like okay I just the way I feel about Jasmine might be the way my mom feels about her siblings but I gotta get it together like I we're gonna do this we're gonna get to know each other we're going to really connect on a deeper level so I understand like I'm gonna close this distance between me and my sister because um it was, and that was just like the main thing because it's like I thought about like me and my mom like I said like my mom moved out before any of her sisters were even in high school so I just didn't want to be I just it's the same thing with me and my little sister none of my siblings are in high school yet but I was like okay I'm gonna be here for her I'm in college now my little sister isn't even in middle school yet but I know she's watching me you know and even if she has a smart mouth and she has we have our differences I know she's watching her big sis and I think, you know, between the relationship between the big sister and the little sister, there's always watching and guiding from both ends, you know. My little sister's a nerd in a way. She's probably going to become an engineer or something. I have no idea what she wants to do. But I think it's important just to know as the big sister that there will come a time when your little sister's going to want to um, need your help. So I just know just importantly that I'm going to be there for her. Friends are... um Friends are the family we choose. I'm pretty sure I've heard that somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's a cliche, but I believe it. And the women we call friends are just different manifestations of what a woman can be, you know. We might have different interests, but we support each other when we're with our girlfriends. Like, you know, we see a part of ourselves in them. You know, we see something about them that is in them that we want to be that we are influenced by you know your friend who's really confident your friends who's really intelligent your friend who's just like always resolving conflict the friend who's a free spirit the friend who's really strong and supportive and our friends are our support system you know they're the one that keeps us sane when you know everything's going wrong you know they're the ones who might see you and be like hey something's up even when you know your family might not uh see if anything's wrong like, we can unwind, you know, we can be real, you know. They kind of know our uglier side, but they still accept us even when that side might be shocking to others. And our friends, you know, our true friends help us grow and they're honest with us even when it hurts, you know. They're the ones who, you know, who are looking and making sure you're okay, you know. Your girlfriends are like your sisters, you know, they're around probably around the same age as you, know what it's like to be a woman, especially in a society, you know, they know the differences between you and them, and you know, they're fine with it because we're all different in our own person, and our friendships can really be the closest bonds because the expectations and responsibilities of a friend are just different than a family member, like all of relationships, you know, have this push and pull, but... 
the strength of bettering yourself from looking at it like it's just different when you look at your friends and you realize like hey they are what I aspire to be or they are like a different version of me and I just I'm just so great like and I hate the fact that in our society there's this like ugly narrative that like women and women don't have long time relationships with other women like their friendships don't last and things like that because you that women can't are always in some type of competition with each other and you know they're being objectified and you know they're trying to outdo each other whether it's like with relationships with other men dating sex things like that and it's just so like old and disrespectful because like your girlfriend your friend like she can be the most supportive person in your life and does not want to anything to do with your husband your boyfriend whatever she's not trying to take a job from you or anything crazy like that like that's what a real friend does you know they're supporting you and we're not out here to compete with each other because a friend is someone who advances you and tries to look out for your best interests and there's always going to be a benefit from having your girlfriend in your life you know friends are not tools we use this when we see fit but it's about support and it's about having someone who's like hey I don't like what you're doing right here this isn't going to be good for you in the long run or hey you're doing awesome stay focused you do you boo like a real friend can just can be closer than a brother you know like it's those who are the ones who are there in the good times and the bad times learn from your friends and I just feel in general when it comes to women, like, we are who we are because of these different interactions, these different type of relationships in our life. And it can be good and it can be bad, but it still influences us. The women in our lives are important, you know, as we learn to grow and as we become who we want to become and continue down this journey. So I just encourage you, show some love to your fellow women today. Give some love out to everyone today. Thank you for listening. And this is The Spiel with Stewie. Stewie out. Thank you.